You're listening to the FYI podcast where we talk about faith, life, adulting, relationships, finances, and more. I'm Josiah Keneally. And I'm Mike Keneally. Welcome. Happy Friday. Happy holidays, everybody. You are tuning in for the first time on a Friday. You know that we like you to end your week strong, but start your weekend even stronger going into Saturday and Sunday by listening to the FYI podcast and helping you unpack one of your questions that you feel you or your friends are up against when it comes to young adults, when it comes to adulting, when it comes to navigating. Oh man, any and all things when it happens, right? Well, and babe, here's the crazy thing. So when would you say you're most impatient? Oh, ha. Huh. There's many <laughs> times I'm impatient. Let me see here. Let me pick one. Um, most impatient. I think I'm most impatient when I'm in a hurry to get somewhere, whether it is in traffic, whether it's in life, or whether it's just, I don't know, decision-making, I guess. I'm just in a hurry to get the answers and get to where I need to be from point A to point B. And sometimes I don't like the in-between and that can be waiting in line versus just running out of the store at Target or yeah, I need the help slowing down. I think, what about you? Oh, I can, (laughs) I can relate. I think mine is when I'm late already or running late somewhere and the root Mm. is like trying to do too much in too little time or not leaving enough. Breathing time management, isn't it? Margin, breathing margin. room, margin. When I have those active in my life, like it's a game changer for stre- less stress, less impatience, and just more go with the flow. But um, yeah. this week, we're going to talk about waiting well, like how to wait well. And I think that so much of adulting mm-hmm. and young adulthood can be described as waiting. It's yeah. like when you're traveling somewhere and it's like, hurry up and wait. Like Are we the, there yet? The little kids in the back seat saying that and- I think that entire seasons of life sometimes can be described as waiting rooms, mm. um, like at a hospital, right? You're waiting. You, you can't do anything to speed things up. Or a lot of life could be described as like an airport terminal, if you right. think of that, where um, where it's like maybe a, a flight delay or a flight cancellation or lost baggage. Mm-hmm. Um, we are speaking from experience with those things. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And maybe you're young adulting and you like being lost at the airport and you like playing on the escalators and the elevators and just watching all the people, you know, I think sometimes in life we can feel like that too. Like waiting can be fun. If you make it fun, waiting can be enjoyable. If you slow it down enough to find the positive in it. And maybe it's God's um, divine delay actually is something that I think we could even lean into today. That's something that one of our friends taught us. I had a dream about going to um, New York. Yep to see the Christmas tree, to go to Rockefeller Center, to do all the fun things in New York. Um, and it was New Year's. That's right. And we went there, I think it was what, 2018? 28, like December 2017 into January 2018. Yeah. Exactly. So we traveled, we went there. It is the coldest state I think I've actually ever been in. When you get that wind off that water and you can't feel your thighs or your face or that you even have lips anymore. But what happened was we actually got stuck in New Jersey, in Newark, 
um, we got stuck there. There was a major blizzard and Josiah was supposed to get back for work um, because he only had so many days he could take off. And you guys, we were stuck there for two extra extra nights and days. So thank God for Domino's Pizza that saved us. We ordered two at a time because nothing else was available. Um, So I'm just grateful for that. But we had called or our friend had called us and said, hey, are you guys still there? And he goes, you know what? I think this is God's way of blessing you with a divine delay. So stop stressing out. Josiah, get off the phone with the airport and the, trying to figure out how we're going to get tickets and what went and when, and who was leaving, all those other things. Take time with your wife. Enjoy an extra day, or maybe you have two, which we did, and just enjoy it. And I think sometimes God orchestrates divine delays in our life. Well, that's good. Whether they're our choice, probably not, but maybe things that we've done that we shouldn't have done, or we rerouted ourselves. Maybe he's just wanting to have us pause and think and reflect whether we're hiking through the mountains or whether we are literally stuck in a blizzard or maybe on the path to something that we're not supposed to be walking in and towards when it comes to the waiting process. Because many times when God says, wait, it's usually wait, be still. Don't move until I come back, daughter or son. Um, Can you sit here for five minutes and wait? We're impatient people. That's just naturally, I think, the world in which we're living currently. But divine delays. Josiah, can you talk about any other divine delay that maybe you've experienced in your life when it is regarding this question? Oh, man, I think of definitely, definitely that New Jersey one. We're trying to get back. We were stressed. And by we, I mean, I was stressed. And then I was just wanting to watch friends and order pizza. Eventually, it turned out to be like, we laugh about it now. There's nothing to stress about. There was nothing we could do to change. Um, Renting a car and driving wouldn't have even been a viable option. Mm -mm. So it's like, sometimes you just get stuck. Mm -hmm. And and I can think of other seasons of waiting, of um, waiting for a spouse, Mm -hmm. waiting for a house, waiting for... um, education, waiting for college, waiting for a job, Mm -hmm. like all of those things. That's why I mean a lot of life can be described as waiting. And our friend Sydney um, was at the pursuit conference where we recorded some of these questions and she sent in this as a DM on Instagram. And she, uh, she asked us, what's your best advice in the season of waiting for God to reveal his plan. And I think it's fitting and timely that we're talking about waiting on the Lord during Advent season. Mm -hmm. Whether you celebrate Advent or have in the past or not, the idea of kind of the month of December, the four Sundays of -hmm. December is slowing down and waiting for the arrival of our Savior. Mm -hmm. And Jesus is the reason for the season as we celebrate Christmas as Christ Mm -hmm. followers. And also I would say, honestly, my best advice for somebody who's waiting on God to reveal his plan would be this Isaiah Mm. 40 verse 31. It's one of my favorite verses in all of scripture. And it says, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. Mm. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. And the verses before this, it says, even young people Mm -hmm. will grow tired and grow weary. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar with wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. And so I think that a big part of Mm -hmm. waiting on God is not depending on our own strength, Mm -hmm. not relying on our own abilities, but learning. There's a poet who talks about the three and a half mile an hour savior, Mm. the three and a half mile an hour God 
is Jesus who walked everywhere. Yeah. I think that's so good. I mean, we just want to encourage the listener today. Maybe you have this exact same feeling. Maybe you're young, maybe you're 21 and you feel burned out, or you feel like you're in a midlife crisis, or you feel like you don't know which direction to go because you're waiting and you're impatient. Like, like us, you're impatient and you want to hurry up and get somewhere. And maybe the somewhere you're supposed to be is right where you are. And I think sometimes that's so hard. And I call that like the land of in between, right? That you aren't where you were because you put your foot forward and you start walking somewhere and you don't know where you're necessarily going to land, but you have to keep walking or you have to sit and rest and you have to rely on the Lord. And um, I just think that there are so many things that we can learn from people who've gone before us. When it, when we look at the Bible, when we look at people in our life, whether it's your mentor, whether it's your pastor, whether it's a professor, that they have something to offer you. And one thing that they will tell you is when you're young, time goes fast. When you get older, time moves faster. And my dad would always say like, Micah, you, you think you're busy now. Wait until you get married. And I was married. I was like, dad, time's going so fast. Wait until you have kids. And it's like that land of in between of waiting because I think waiting brings some fun anticipation because you're expecting something to happen, right? You're waiting for a job. You're waiting to hear back from a school. You're waiting for a loan. You're waiting for your paycheck. You're waiting for all these different things. But in the season of waiting, that's when God grows you the most. We can hear the voice of God. We can slow down. We can reflect. We can invite people in on the process to wait alongside with us in a sense of, wow, I just need something to process with. I need something to hold up my arms. And the one thing that we cannot get back in life is time. Hmm. It's time. Josiah, would you share one of your favorite childhood stories about um, the ball and the red string? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is from the Book of Virtues. It's both written and it was also a video. And my parents used to read us the stories from the Book of Virtues by William David Bennett. And it sat right there, there on the bookshelf every night next to the Chronicles of Narnia, <laughs> the dictionary, the Holy Bible. And there was like a, a, a Bible commentary or something. And so it was a bigger book and the book of virtues. And then I remember they made it into a film for children. And this was called The Magic Thread. And mm -hmm. this spoke to me as a young child and uh, almost brings me to tears anytime I think of it, because this is the greatest challenge of my life is patience. Mm -hmm. And I remember learning as a young, young kid, there's this boy and he goes to school and he falls asleep. But during his dream, he goes into the woods and he wakes up and there's this, and he's still dreaming, but there's this woman who offered him a ball with a magic thread. And she said, anytime you get bored, you just pull the thread and you'll be in the next chapter. And mm -hmm. so he's like, Back in school, he pulls it and he goes to the summer and then he skips it and he graduates high school. He pulls the string again. He's married, pulls the string again. They have kids. The kids are annoying. So he pulls and he's overwhelmed. So he pulls the string and then he's old and his wife had passed away. And he, he kind of like reaches a moment where he wants to curse the woman who gave him this magic thread mm -hmm. because he couldn't get the time back. Mm-hmm. And it's our time really is like that thread. Like once you pull out time, mm 
Mm-hmm. And we can't hurry things up or necessarily slow things down, but time is spent like a, a thread. It, mm-hmm. it can't go back into the ball is the virtue of patience. Yeah. And I just think that many, I mean, if you're like me, I'm obviously guilty of this or was guilty of this in my twenties of wanting to hurry up to get somewhere and arrive some other place that I'm mm-hmm. not yet at or have not yet experienced. And that was graduating from college, graduating from another year of college, um, getting married, having children. And it's like these mile markers in life that the world presses on us, right? And we think that we need to do X, Y, and Z by the time we're 25, by the time we're 30, by the time we're 40, by 50. Like we have these mile markers in our life, but we can't take them back when we wish them away or when we go through the motions and we don't live in the now. So I think one of the things we want to challenge you with when we're talking about like, what what advice do you have for a season of waiting for God to reveal himself? Listen, God is revealing himself in every way, each and every single day. It's just a matter of what we're willing to see and if we're willing to slow down enough to hear. And I was just listening to, um, who's that guy that we just went to the conference with? Um, John Maxwell. Yes. And he was talking about some things when it comes to time and it comes to the realization of these things. And essentially what it is, is enjoy the season that you're in, become the best person you can, don't wish it away and learn to live in the now. Yep. And when we, when we unpack this question, like waiting to hear God's voice, waiting to step into it, you might be where you are at for a reason. And God is giving us instructions. And um, John Maxwell was talking essentially about obedience. It had to do with like the, the immediate obedience. Like if you're calling yourself a Christ follower, no, this wasn't him. Sorry. I watched two of these things today. It was Vu Church. Cool. Sorry. Um, but he was talking about uh, John Wilker- Wilkerson Jr. What's Rich his name? Wilkerson. Oh my gosh. I'm having a brain fart today. Sorry, you guys stick with me. Anyway, he's talking about the, the immediate obedience. Like how long does it take for you to respond to direction from God? How long does it take for you to take action when God has spoken something? Mm-hmm. How quickly are you willing to step in cadence with him when he says, go offer that person money and you try to talk yourself out of it and that person's gone, you know, like, ah, I'm supposed to reach out to them or, oh, I should have really called so-and-so on their birthday and like a year passes. And the next thing you know, like they've passed like immediate obedience when we're talking about bettering ourselves, bettering people, bettering places, and that immediate obedience when we step and walk with him. Because if God can trust us with the small steps of obedience, he's going to like he's going to bless us with the ability to take those bigger steps of obedience. So mm-hmm. just keep it in mind, maybe you're in the quiet place right now and you're trying to draw close to the Lord to hear his plan to be revealed. Maybe the revealing of the plan right for you right now is to take that little baby step that he's been prompting you to do. And that can be something as small as, get rid of some stuff in your house. Go make a meal for that mom across the street who just had a baby. Go invite your roommate to church this Sunday. And when you start realizing that God has those little things before you, he will give you greater things. And another person that Josiah would love for you to lean into is something that we admire. His name is JP Pakluda. And he's been a part of the porch for many years and is kind of doing some other things now, but he talks about two, three or four different ways of being present or like really honing this craft in the season of waiting. And what does he have to talk about? Man, we love you, Jonathan Pakluda. And uh, one of the things he is the lead pastor of Harris Creek mm-hmm. Baptist Church, led the porch for many years, host of a popular podcast called Becoming Something. And we were actually at the porch when he came back mm-hmm. to speak um, in May of 2021. And he preached on waiting. 
Yeah. From James five, chapter James chapter five, verse seven, which says this, be patient then brothers and sisters until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and for the spring rains. And um, it was just special to mm. be there at the porch with JP and see how God was moving and working. And his three points of that message were, how can we wait? Mm-hmm. How How is God asking us to wait? So I think, Sydney, this is for you. This is certainly for me. And I think it's for all of us. Mm-hmm. And the first is we're to wait with patience. Mm-hmm. Gotta be patient. The second thing is to wait with hope. We're not people without hope. We are people with hope. So we wait patiently. We wait hopefully. And then the last one is we wait with integrity. Wow. And um, it's been a year, year and a half since I heard that message, but it stuck with me Mm. of just waiting patiently, hopefully, and with integrity. And I guess if I had any closing thoughts to add, if you're in a season of waiting, what may be my best advice from what I've learned through seasons of waiting. And Micah, you already said the first one, but Mm. don't wish your season of waiting away. Right. Kind of like that magic thread. Like you're only young once. Yeah. You only have this season or this chapter of your life once. Live it well. Live it well. So so don't wish it away for Mm -hmm. for another season that's going to come, but don't wish this season away. The practical thing that I do many times, and I just bumped the table by doing this, but it's to put two feet on the ground and be wherever I am. Mm -hmm. And the second one is to not waste your season of waiting. So we don't want to wish it away, but we also don't want to waste it by just giving in and doing nothing, right? Falling asleep, rolling over, staying in bed, like those types of things are just laziness or wasting our time. And then the last one, I just said, don't wander aimlessly. I think a lot of people while they're waiting, they're like, well, what good is this season? May as well just explore and see what else. When you don't know what to do, I just think that's a time to do what you know that God has already called you to do. Mm-hmm. to be prayerful, to be loving, to be Jesus' hands and feet. Yeah. And I would ask you, Micah, can you encourage the listener? How can you encourage them today to, to wait well? Oh man, that sounds like a challenging question. Oh, waiting well. Hey, I, this is what I think of. I think about when God or the Bible talks about like God will do more than we could ever ask, dream, or imagine. His ability to do things is beyond our comprehension, not just any day, every day. And when you think about the things that you want in life or wish you already had in life or deserve in life that you haven't had to work for or wait for, there is character that's being built in you. There's grit that's being built in you. There are disciplines. There are values. There are morals that are taking roots. And listen, I would just say, God's going to do something better than you can do by yourself. Because if you settle along the way, you're willing to settle for something that is counterfeit and that's probably not of God. And it's building it's building your kingdom and not building his. So when you were heaven-minded, when you were kingdom-driven, when your knees are on the ground and you're willing to put your best prayers forward and you're willing to submit, commit, and surrender your heart to him, your plans in exchange for his plans, listen to what I said, your plans in exchange for his, not your expectations 
because like you don't want your expectations to become his expectations. We want his expectations to become ours for our life. So when you realize who you are and whose you are in the process of waiting, your character will be developed and it'll out outstand. It will, it'll be able to withstand the storms of life, the challenges of life and invite people in the process of your waiting. I think it's fun. Like, I think so many people wish that they were married and then people who do get married wish that they were, um, single again, not because you don't love your spouse, but because the freedoms change, um, the expectation to travel. Like I'm not going to take off two weeks and go to Mexico without my spouse to just hang out with my girlfriends. Like just thinking through the seat, you are in a season right now to enjoy elements of life that you may not get to enjoy to the fullness Hmm. once you are married or once you do have children or once you have a mortgage. Yeah. Or once you have a business or once you have all these other things, because I'm not saying you can't travel with your spouse. I'm not saying you can't travel with your children. I'm not saying you can't incorporate those elements of your life. But when you are single and you are making decisions with God, they look so different because the only thing you have to take into consideration is you. Mm -hmm. But when you get married or if you're in a relationship or if you want children or you want to lead an organization, you're in charge of all those other people. Exactly. And you have to have the understanding and the download from God of what is the vision and the purpose God has for me and how can I equip other people to discover their purpose through my vision that God's given me while we all run towards the same goal, which is Christ, which is to build an organization, which is to build his kingdom if you're in the church. Um, and to discover your gifts and skill sets along the way. But if you don't know who you are and who's your and your character has not yet been developed and you want to pull that string of life and get to the next chapter, that next chapter of life is not going to be able to withstand the things that you should have learned in the land of in between. So if you want to buy a house, for example, and you don't even know how to fill up your vehicle and pay for your gas because you're living on mom and dad, hey, you don't know how to mail in your checks or mail in your stuff and write out a check. You don't know how to mail an envelope or how to fill out an envelope of what address goes where and what I need to stamp. These are small adulting things that we've recognized that many young adults don't know. And it's not anything to laugh at. It's just like, wow, but you want to be here, but you need to start here. And when you start growing and developing and be a lifelong learner in the process and makes life fun even when the challenges come because you know who you are and whose you are and you're living on purpose for a purpose to discover more of what God has for you so he can reveal his plan each and every single day and I think if you look at for Isaiah 43 19 for God just unpacks that whole verse and I just think that for I'm doing a new thing, do you not know it? Can you not perceive it? Like I'm bringing water to this wasteland. Maybe you feel like you're in a wasteland right now and you're, you're in a drought and you need the flood to come because you are dry. Get in the word of God to yes. understand the will of God. Get in prayer so you can understand your purpose. Get in the throne room so you can withhold or withstand the things that are coming because God won't withhold anything from his children. But how can we hear when our ears are plugged? How can we hear when we're earring earmuffs or saying, yep, I believe in God, but I sure don't hear you. Like just allow God to speak to you in the season. And God speaks in many different ways. So ask for him to reveal himself for to you. And he will re- reveal himself because he will not withhold who he is. And I want to encourage you, don't withhold and don't hold back who you are because of your guilt or your shame or your fear of what God may say or call you to, or the purpose that he might reveal because 
He already knows everything about you. So don't withhold your character from him because he's trying to build your character. That's what I would say. That's a long answer, but. I love it. <laughs> we we really want to learn how to wait well. Yeah. We really need to learn how to wait well. And part of the process of waiting well, I hear you describing the way that we think, mm-hmm. the way that we see the world. I uh, heard Bishop T.D. Jakes just talk in an interview where he was talking with Stephen Furtick. Mm-hmm. And he said, a lot of people see trees but God wants you to see tables. Hmm. A lot of people see a spouse. God wants you to see potential. A lot of people see a challenge or a problem. God wants you to see an opportunity. Mm -hmm. And so I think of that. What is he saying by trees and table? God didn't make the table. Mm -hmm. He created people to be creative, to create tables made of wood, (laughs) made of wood from the tree. And so I think that you have to be able to look at something and see potential. You Mm -hmm. have to be able to look at a fixer upper house and see a dream home. Yeah. And that's so much of what patience is. There's a, there's a degree of uh, contentment that comes. There's Mm -hmm. also a degree of creativity interwoven. Yeah. And so we just want to say that if you have maybe never put your faith in Jesus to make him the Lord and savior of your life, to even wait or submit or surrender or follow to his leading Mm -hmm. and his voice and his plan, we want to give you that invitation. And please let us know if you're praying to receive Christ for the first time, we have some resources that we want to put in your hands. And as always, you can reach Mm -hmm. out at the FYI podcast and you can share this. If there's a friend in your life Mm -hmm. who's growing weary and you know that they're tired out, maybe they're burned out and they need some encouragement for Mm -hmm. the weight that they're in a seat, you know, somebody in a season of waiting, be sure to share this episode with them so they can be encouraged. Have a great day. Hey everybody, this is Micah and Josiah Keneally. We are with Young Adults Today, which is our first year as a 501c3 nonprofit organization, just wanting to extend the hands and feet of Christ for what he's wanting us to do, but also what and how he's wanting us to reach the next generation and the generations to come. We've always said that Young Adults Today exists to reach the next generation in our world today. In fact, Psalm 145 verse four says this one generation is to tell the next of the marvelous deeds Mm. of God. That's at the heart of what we're doing is the faith of the next generation is worth everything. And coming into the end of 2022, this Mm. is our first fiscal year as like Micah mentioned, a full blown nonprofit ministry. And we would love to invite you to consider Mm. a year end gift or, and, or monthly support going into 2023. Yeah. And if finances are something that you cannot give of, you can give of your time through prayer if that's something you feel God calling you to. So we're always looking for people to rally around the heart of Christ, um, to pray for and to intercede and to intervene on the behalf, not only of us and our family and the ministry, but for the young adults across the world and across the nation. So if you want more information, Josiah, where can they find it? You can check out everything that we're doing is at www.youngadults.today. You can hit a slash give. You'll see on there, we have an exciting leadership conference coming up Mm -hmm. this year in March. We have a weekend for hundreds of young adults 
to gather and lift up the name of Jesus in May. We have books coming out. We have the Young Adults Today podcast, as well as the FYI podcast, which is answering questions of college students and young adults. So we just want to say thank you for Mm -hmm. your support, for your prayers, and for your giving.